It is your money. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are listening, it is your money. And if you're listening and you have a question, you can write this down anytime. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you can call one eight 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 six advice or you can always email your questions to your money at wealthenhancement.com because sometimes we don't get to all the questions, to be honest with you. In the next hour here, you can call 651-461-9226. It is time now for in for me to introduce our, our wonderful guests. As always, we have with us the founder of Wealth Enhancement, financial advisor Bruce Helmer and Peg Webb. Good morning to both of you. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Susie. Hi, Peg. Hello, Susie Jones. All Hello, right. everyone. Yes. Uh, you know, um, if you're listening to us right now, it's either Easter Sunday or, or it's close to it. So, um, but it's also, Peg and Susie, about a week from the day we have to finish up our 2022 taxes. That's right. Like it or not, I just did mine yesterday. Where are you, Bruce? Are you far, far away? Uh, I'm in uh, cloudy Florida today. Well, we can't. Well, it's not bad here, Bruce, so we, we're not going to feel too bad about you being in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't. But it is tax time, right, guys? Yes. <clears throat> you know, t- taxes don't quit. Even if you do. Uh, And one of the things that we want to talk about today is, are you guys hearing an echo? I am not. Are you hearing an echo? Bruce? I am, and I'm I'm also keep, I'm hearing myself back in my own headset, too. So am I today, yeah. Oh, it just ended. It ended. Okay. How about you, Bruce? The producer... Yeah, the producer got mine fixed. Okay, good. And Bruce, if it bothers you and you're speaking, you can just kind of pull your own headphone away from your ear just so it doesn't distract you. All right, thank you. Oh, it's fixed. Thank you, Joshua. I think we got it fixed. Yeah. All right, off. I think we got it fixed. Yay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Bruce, do you want to maybe start over? Sure. (laughs) Okay. Um, I just said that if you're listening right now, it's either Easter Sunday, and it's a spiritual time for a lot of religions, but it's also about a week from tax deadline for 2022. And uh, I, I, I kind of used that to set us up, and then Peg, you very wisely brought up taxes don't stop just because you stopped working. And that's kind of our topic of, of today, and I think it's a good one. Because, Peg, I think, uh, and Susie, a lot of people don't think about taxes after they're done working. You know, they, they understand that when they work and they earn a paycheck, they have to pay taxes on that paycheck. But when you retire, the sources of your income can be a lot of different places, but most of those places, you still have to pay taxes. So that's what we're going to focus on today and maybe some strategies to help make that be more efficient when you get there. Peg? Yeah. Thank you, Bruce. Um, You know, whether you're a young person just starting out in your career or you're a seasoned professional nearing retirement, this tax strategy idea is so important at any age. And, And I know we take withholding out of our paychecks, but still today, more than ever, 
even as a younger person, you can control how much tax you're going to pay in in retirement. So what I'd like to do, Bruce, is just kind of start out with what do we see? So when people come to us for comprehensive planning or um, an analysis of their investments that they have today, uh, sometimes they don't even think about tax planning before they come and see us. But one of the first observations that we make is because people were gainfully employed, and by the way, you know, we have young people come to us. We have, you know, um, people soon to retire, like five to 10 years before retirement. We have people that have been retired for 10 years that come to us for help. But what we witness is that the lion's share of people tend to have stuffed to the max their tax-deferred bucket. And what I mean by that is usually at your work, you get to put money into a 403B or a 401K. And how wonderful does that feel that money disappears off your paycheck, goes into this bucket, and then grows tax-deferred? Um, Well, what happens is, you know, it's kind of what you think you own because you've been saving all those years and what you actually own. So my first observation is that, ooh, how much tax does this couple or individual have to pay on those deferred dollars? And sometimes it's as high as 40% because if you take the federal and the state, if you have a state income tax, the combination of that can be as high as 40%. But, you know, I want to talk about just one point is, but why did we do it? Because I did it. Bruce, I'm sure you did it. Susie, I'm sure you did it. Where you put money into a tax-deferred account, right? And, and, but here's what we understood at the time. Why not make money on the money that you would otherwise pay Uncle Sam, and long-term, you're going to have more money because you earned money on that money that you would have otherwise paid Uncle Sam. So obviously, we knew that was a great idea because we could grow this bucket bigger. But what I find, though, is not many people look at the backside of that and say, okay, how much money do I still owe on that bucket of money? Yes, I would say in a lot of cases, you have more money even net after that 40% tax that you have to pay an IOU to the IRS. But people tend to think that 100% of that money is theirs. And when you do a financial inventory with all your assets on it, and you see a million dollars in this IRA, there's nowhere on the financial inventory that we put, hey, liability, 40%. I've got one client that insists that I put a liability line on his um, liabilities for what he owes on his IRAs. But otherwise, as a standard operating procedure, we don't put liability um, under that uh, category. Bruce? Yeah, th- this is really a good start to a good conversation, Peg. Um, I think everybody listening and, 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 and most people out there do participate in their company retirement plan if they have one. And I think 
you know, someone could listen to us, Peg, and get the, the wrong idea that we don't like these plans. When we talk about, you know, the IOU to the IRS or the, the tax lien hanging on this money and that you don't get to spend $100 on the dollar when you spend it. In fact, you might pay out as much as 40%. We may, I think some people might think that we're against it, the idea, or that it's not a good idea. It is a good idea. Again, think of the advantages. Number one, it's always easy. If you had to write out a check yourself or two checks a month, if you get paid twice a month, if you had the personal responsibility, if you wanted to save and invest for your future, and you had to write out the check, a lot of months you probably wouldn't do it. <clears throat> but because it's just withheld from your paycheck, it's so easy to contribute and participate in these plans. Oftentimes you get a matching contribution from your employer. So, so they add to the plan. If you do, you get a reduction in your taxes the year that you make the contribution. It's what we call a pre-tax dollar. So the amount of money that you put into the plan reduces your taxable income by that same amount. And then the, the, the balance of the account grows tax deferred. We don't pay any taxes on this money until we actually start to take withdrawals out of there. So there's a lot of things to like about this plan. We're not against the plan. I think Peg and I would agree and tell you we're against doing this only, having this be your only retirement plan. Having tax-deferred money is a good thing, but we also want you to have tax diversification, and we'll elaborate on that. So we're not against this plan. And then, Peg, I guess the other thing before we go to tax diversification I think the point that uh, maybe you were going to make it, but I'll lead you there. So this tax rate that we pay when we make withdrawals at retirement on this tax-deferred plan, again, how we draw that out, we have some control over the tax rate. If you, if you just went into a big plan and pulled all the money out at once, your income would be so high that you would be in a 40% bracket. But maybe there's ways that we can do gradual withdrawals where you're only in a, a 10 or a 12 or you know 22% bracket. So again, retirement income planning and how much tax you're gonna pay is, is again a, a, an extension of comprehensive financial planning and reducing the tax liability that you pay over your lifetime is gonna be one of the biggest value adds or, or enhances to your return on investment that we probably can, can help you with as financial advisors. Peg? Yeah, so we, we're talking about this tax-deferred bucket of money. The other two to diversify is tax-advantaged and taxable. So tax-advantaged is something where you get a tax advantage immediately. So uh, things that would be in the, that category would be municipal bonds. So the, the dividends or the income from a municipal bond uh, is federally tax-free and could be state tax-free um, if you purchase municipal bonds in the state that you live in or reside in. Another one is your health savings accounts. So we put money in, uh, we actually get uh, a deduction off of our income, and then when we pull the money out, provided we use it for medical expenses, that's tax-free. So that goes under the tax advantage column. Then Roth IRAs. So Roth IRAs, um, and I want to mention this uh, and take a little time here. Is, so if you're gainfully employed, you, you probably have a choice today. Do you want to put your money in tax deferred or do you want to put some in tax advantage? 
Now, Bruce, you and I, because we've been around and working for a lot of years, we didn't have that option at our employer, um, you know, the whole time we had our career. So it was kind of easy for us. We went tax deferred. Well, now many, many people listening today, if you're working, have a choice. And so we coach our clients on which one is the best for you. And maybe it's every other year or, you know, you just look at your year and see how high your taxable income's um, going to be. Then the taxable account, we encourage clients to have some of that too. And what that is, is if you take money and you save it, out of your paycheck and you've already paid your tax on it and you choose to go purchase something, maybe it's a treasury bond, maybe it's a stock, maybe it's a bond of some kind, then you're taking your after-tax dollars and then whatever dividends or growth or um, whatever you have that has that grow uh, more, then if you sell that, in some cases, then you're going to have a tax that's due. Or maybe you don't even sell it and there's dividends on a stock. Well, that goes on to your income tax every year. So Bruce, those three um, columns of tax deferred, tax advantaged, and taxable, believe it or not, uh, when you're diversified and you retire, you have so many more choices than the person who put in. Now, here's here's a stat. Most people come with 70 plus percent in their tax deferred bucket. So once again, the choices or where you take your income from, you're kind of locked up, if you will. Uh, and, in, and in retirement, you're going to pay more tax. Bruce? Yeah, I, you know, and, and again, I think some of this is kind of nebulous when you're when we're doing a radio broadcast if we were face to face with someone there's probably some visual aids that would help make this point more clear but think i guess think here's one example so if i'm retired but all of my retirement plan money is in a tax deferred plan a traditional 401k or a traditional 403b or whatever and i decide i'm going to reward myself at retirement i'm going to go get myself a treat a gift something i always wanted and I want to go buy a brand new pickup and it costs $50,000. And I'm like, well, I don't want to finance it and pay interest. Why should I pay interest? I've got a million dollars in my 401k plan. I'll just take a withdrawal from that plan and go pay cash for my new pickup. But to net $50,000 from a tax deferred plan, you might have to take a withdrawal of like 70,000, pay 20 of that out in taxes and net the 50 to go buy your pickup. Actually probably would have been better off financing it and, and paying interest rather than getting whacked with a 40% tax bill. So again, that makes it sound like we don't like tax deferred plans, but that's not true. Sometimes spending tax deferred money in retirement makes sense. We'll coach clients, Peg, as you know, either to spend enough from your tax deferred plan to soak up the tax bracket that you're already going to be in anyway, regardless of whether or not you take a distribution from the tax deferred plan. And if you don't need that money for, for lifestyle, for income, then we might say, let's take that withdrawal anyway and do a Roth conversion and move from traditional 401k or traditional IRA into Roth, which is going to make sense for you in the long term also. So uh, again, Tax diversification, when you spend money at retirement, 
Sometimes you're better off spending taxable. Sometimes you're better off spending tax deferred, sometimes tax advantaged. But if you don't have options, if all of your money's in tax deferred, then you've got no choice. We want clients to have choices of where that income comes from. Peg? Yeah, I like that. So some of the strategies that you can do, Bruce, you just mentioned one, you can reallocate your contributions. Um, and we talked about this earlier in the show. You can reallocate at work. Yes. Is it a little painful? Yeah. You would have more money, you know, in your plan if you decided to defer it all. But what I found is that um, the pain of paying taxes, you forget about it, right? So when, when you put in a little bit in a Roth, and yes, you probably paid an extra, some extra dollars to the IRS, you know, a couple of years go by, five years go by, 10 years go by, you don't even remember that, oh, I had to pay. You're just so happy that you have this control of where you take your money from. Now, I have to say, Bruce, when Roth IRAs um, started back in 1998, which I can't even believe that it was that long ago, uh, <laughs> we, I don't, it sounds like, yes, I mean, it feels like yesterday, <laughs> but it was a long time ago. And, you know, I just felt like this Roth was so precious that I, when people would contribute to these Roths, I'm thinking, well, you're never going to use that money. I mean, let's keep it in that um, super special, you know, tax growth account. Now I'm seeing how great it is that if somebody wants to buy a car, who cares? Take from your Roth IRA and buy that car with 50,000 net dollars you know, that you've grown tax free. So I've loosened up a little bit about saying, okay, because I just feel like it's such a precious bucket. Let's use that. Because if you take that tax deferred and Bruce, like you said, to buy that car, you know, pushing these clients into a higher tax bracket to pay for that car, when you could utilize maybe not all of your Roth, but some of your Roth. So the point being today is that you mentioned visuals, Bruce, and um, while I've got a minute, we were going to mention this anyway, is we just did a webinar on this exact idea. It's called the Tax Smart Investing Strategies. Well, how do you find that? Well, wealthenhancement.com backslash your money. If you go, it'll take you right to that um, location where this tax smart investing strategies is. Now, yes, you have to scroll down a little bit, find it just a little bit, and it's short-term challenges and long-term success. So I like webinars, Bruce, in that there's visuals, and you mentioned vis visuals. So these three advisors within Wealth Enhancement Group, Nicole Webb, Michelle Gussinger, and Sarah LeFew, they actually combined um, all the the strategies that we're going to talk about today in a webinar. So if you're a visual, visual person, wealthenhancement.com backslash your money, and it'll take you to it. Bruce? Hey, and I'm probably going to ask you to repeat that before the end of the show in case people didn't have a pen or pencil and you write that down because um, that you're, you're right. That I think a lot of people, it really does help to learn uh, visually. Peg, we've got less than two minutes left. I know we have not yet finished this discussion what do you think you still want to get in in the first half of the show before we take a break? Well, I think this one is easy. If you're in a high deductible health plan at work and you have the opportunity to put your money in 
health savings accounts. I mentioned this earlier, but you get a deduction for putting it in and then it grows tax deferred. But then if you use it for medical expenses, it's tax free. So it's kind of the combination of the tax deferred and the tax advantaged all in one. So you want to take a thousand percent advantage of using that type of plan and and make sure that you max that out every year because that's been so helpful to Bruce on the backside for clients to be able to use that money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's do this, Susie. I know we're coming up to a break. We, Peg and I have a couple more things I think we want to make sure we get out today, but then listeners can drive most of the second half of the show. That's great. We've got a caller and a couple of texts as well. So just if you are listening right now, want to remind you that if you have a question that you want to ask later, you can write this number down, one eight 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 six advice Always, you can email a question to your money at wealthenhancement.com. But again, as Bruce said, for the next half an hour, the phone lines are open at 651-461-9226. Gunner, we'll get to your call and more tax coming up after this quick break. And we are back. You are listening to Your Money with Bruce Elmer and Peg Webb. And we have the phone lines open for you at 651-461-9226. We also have text questions coming in at 651-461-9226. A texter writes, what determines your tax rate during retirement? The amount you withdraw per year from a 401k plus security? That's a question from a texter this morning. Thank you, Susie. And, uh, uh, thank you for hanging with us, everyone. If you're just joining us, we've been talking about, the fact that when you retire, just because you stop doesn't mean taxes stop. Taxes will follow you into retirement. And so, Peg, um, your tax bracket, what makes up your tax bracket? We, we talked in the first half of the show a little bit about if you had a tax-deferred plan, that uh, tax, so you, you, you made a contribution pre-tax, or, or in other words, you got a deduction for that contribution or reduced your taxable income by the amount of the contribution, then it grows tax deferred. Then you pay the taxes when you withdraw the money and that that could be as high as 40%. Let's talk a little bit about how the tax bracket or tax rate is determined. Yeah. So um, we're in a, um, a, a kind of a sliding tax rate system where the first dollars are, taxed at a lower rate that it and then you have these brackets and all of a sudden you can go into another bracket because uh, you've maxed out the other one. This is kind of an interesting question in that um, it's it's interesting because you know clients of mine that retire early versus clients that retire later in life. What do I mean by that? So the clients that retire early usually don't even qualify for Social Security to take the Social Security, or you can choose to not take the Social Security. So the first thing I think about that some clients don't realize is that their Social Security is taxable. So uh, 85% of the gross uh, Social Security that you um, have goes into the taxable column. The other thing that uh, clients don't recognize is that when you have a portfolio and you have stocks and bonds and it's in that taxable account, 
that those dividends and um, capital gains and all that uh, income goes on your income tax, whether you're working or retired. So that also follows you into retirement. And then there's also these um, part-time jobs that people do. And, you know, I have a lot of clients, Bruce, who kind of set up their own little company and they're doing consulting. Um, And so consulting income, you know, after expenses is taxable. And so we have to take into consideration all the income sources that a client has to look where should we supplement the income from? Should it be from the taxable bucket? Should it be from the tax deferred or should it be from the tax advantaged? But we have to uh, look at all those buckets of income that are coming in as a retired person too, and then make a decision. Bruce? Yeah. So uh, again, uh, that's all really good uh, information for listeners. Um, If you joined us late, just so that we're all uh, on the same page here, different income at retirement is is taxed differently. So Peg already mentioned your Social Security benefit is probably taxable and probably at 85%. Not an 85% tax rate, but whatever your tax rate is, which is based on all of your sources of income. So your Social Security plus any part-time job, plus withdrawals from tax-deferred plans. That's all treated like a paycheck that you had while you were working. That's ordinary taxable income. Your Social Security benefit, 85% probably of your benefit is taxed at whatever your ordinary income tax rate is. So, in other words, if if you're receiving $2,000 a month uh, on Social Security, $1,700, is 85%. So if you're paying 12% federal tax on 1700 if you're in a 12% tax bracket, that's the amount of tax you're going to pay on Social Security. But on the same amount of withdrawal from an IRA, you're going to pay 12% on the entire withdrawal because it's all taxed. So again, different things are going to be taxed differently. And then Peg and I and the advisors at Wealth Enhancement always talk about ripple effects, meaning how much you withdraw out of these retirement plans can impact the amount of tax that you pay on Social Security. In other words, it doesn't have to be 85%. It usually is, but in some cases, we can manipulate legally. We can do planning and get that number lower. It may also impact your Medicare Part B premium two years down the road. So these are ripple effects that we talk about. But again, to get everyone on the same page, we talked in the first half of the show about tax diversification, meaning in our experience, most people that come to us the first time are not tax diversified. The vast majority of their net worth, their retirement plan is in their traditional retirement plan at work, which is a tax deferred plan. And we see 70%, 80%, 90%, sometimes literally all the money they have in this retirement plan. And we like these plans. We talked about you know, the advantages of the plans, but we also said we don't like that to be the only thing that you do. We want you to have some tax diversification. So instead of 90% of your money being in a tax deferred plan, how about 40% in a tax deferred plan, 30% in tax advantaged, 30% in taxable. 
And tax advantages are things that maybe you avoid the taxes altogether, like Roth IRA or Roth 401k, or sometimes uh, certain municipal bonds and so forth. So some things avoid taxes altogether. Some things just defer them until the future. And some things you, you pay right away. And Peg, I wanted to get this in at some point in the show. We didn't hit on this in the first half. I think there's a lot of people, based on the advice of their tax preparer or their CPA, I think a lot of people want immediate tax gratification. So they don't want any investments that are taxable. They say, well, why would I put money in a taxable investment if I can put it in an IRA or a Roth IRA, something that defers the tax or avoids the tax together? And I always tell people, all things being equal, avoiding the tax completely is better than just delaying the tax. And all things being equal, delaying the tax is better than paying the tax today. But our tax law is such that all things are not equal. So on taxable accounts, as an example, you might be eligible for something called a step-up in basis, meaning if, if, if I pay a dollar for a stock and the value of that stock goes up, say, to $100, if I sell that stock, I have to pay the taxes on that $99 a share gain. But if I leave that money to my children after I die, their basis might step up to the $100 and they could sell the stock and not pay any taxes at all. You can't do that on tax-deferred or tax-advantaged money. Also on taxable money, um, you might pay long-term capital gains rates for a tax rather than ordinary income taxes, and long-term capital gains rates can be lower. So it's good to have some taxable money. It actually has some advantages over tax-deferred and tax-advantaged, and again, we want diversification. We want you to have all three when you retire. So you've got options on where that retirement income comes from. Ben? Yeah, I want to give an example. I want to actually give an example here. Uh, clients that retire early, meaning, you know, they're 59, 60 years old. They've got so many years before they're, they can they qualify for Medicare. They've got so many years that they... Um, it, uh, so bottom line, here, here's what I want to tell you. If you're, if you're younger and you're not the typical 65, 67-year-old that's going to retire and you happen to save money in your taxable account, you can actually live on that money, stay in a lower bracket. You actually can control your bracket if you save some taxable money. And we do what's called conversion roadmaps, which means how much money, you know, of your deferred IRA could you get in a Roth situation? Because you've got five to seven years here before you're even qualified for Medicare or turn on Social Security. And we show them how little tax you'd pay to now take that IRA and get it over to the Roth side. Now, in some cases, We've been doing this for six, seven years already with these clients. And what a tremendous uh, opportunity for them. And now that we look at their buckets, they are in full control of their tax retirement, having equal, like Bruce said, 30, 30, 30 in each type, taxable, tax deferred, and tax advantaged. So, Bruce, I wanted to throw that in because if there's anybody out here that out there that's saying, hey, I want to retire early, 
you have so many benefits, um, including health care. Um, you know, the health care does not uh, you don't qualify for um you know, the, the state health care or reduction in costs or it, it, it goes by how much income tax you have, not how much net worth you have. So there's another opportunity for your health care costs, you know, before you turn 65 as well. Bruce? Yeah, that's such a great point, Peg. I'm, I'm glad you hit on that one also. And, you know, I, I can't overemphasize the the if you can reduce the amount of tax that you pay over your lifetime, if we can hand that money back to you, it's not just tax savings, but now if you invest that money and you apply earnings, there's an opportunity gain on money that you've got more money working for you, or if you spend it and use lifestyle, it's harder to quantify the value, but obviously it still has value. This is such a huge deal and such a easy way really to, to increase your total return on investment. And most people never look at doing this, this type of planning. And at the risk of seeming self-serving, I just want to say this is standard operating procedure. Wealth enhancement does this for you if you're a client, whether you, whether you ask us to do it or not, we're automatically going to do financial planning and try to show you strategies and techniques to over your lifetime pay less in taxes. And sometimes, Paying tax, less taxes over a lifetime might mean paying more, a little bit more in the short term, so you pay a lot less later, and so you pay less over your lifetime. We're not just looking at the one year. We're looking at 30 years trying to minimize those taxes. Peg, last thoughts to you before we let listeners take us home, but also I'm going to ask you, I think you should mention that webinar at least one more time. Everybody hopefully has something to write with now if they missed it in the first half of the show. I can't I can't overemphasize how good I think it would be for them to watch that webinar. Yeah, and, and I, before I mention the webinar again, it um, one of the tools that early on, 20 plus years ago that we invented was um, just one piece of paper and showing all your assets under those three categories. So very quickly, we know what percentage a client has in taxable, tax-deferred, and tax-advantaged. One way to witness that uh, template that we use is on um, wealthenhancement.com backslash your money. That will take you to our radio website. And then if you scroll down a little bit, you're going to see a couple of webinars, one called Tax Smart Investing Strategies, short-term strategies and long-term um, success from recognizing those strategies. So three of our advisors, Nicole Webb, Michelle Gessinger, and Sarah LaFew, they actually uh, united and did this workshop webinar recently. So when you go on there, if you just click on that, then it's going to ask you, you know, for a little bit of information and then boom, you're right in. So you, you just simply register, watch the recording, um, and there's no cost or anything. So uh, wealthenhancement.com backslash your money. Bruce? Anything else you want to share that you want to make sure we get in before we let listeners take us the rest of the way? Well, the only other thing is, is this, uh, this is a big deal, this whole Roth conversion roadmap. So you mentioned, Bruce, that we do this. This is just standard operating procedure. But clients that want to look a little bit ahead, we have the software 
that we um, project, you know, out three years, five years, six years, and we can show clients how much tax would you pay to get this done? And then long term, you know, what would your assets look like? That Who's that for? That's for somebody who truly, you know, would love to leave a legacy for their children that wouldn't have a huge tax liability. The second one is, People who, you know, believe they're going to live longer and, you know, want to have some tax-free uh, resources. Because once again, many people who come into us have 100% in tax deferred. So we're quickly going to try to figure out a plan of how to get them into these other categories. And then um, lastly, I think, Bruce, you hit it on the head. Comprehensive planning, to me, it's for everybody. I mean, it's not just for the wealthy. Uh, we're taking, you know, um, people that have a million dollars or more in their uh, IRAs and getting them in a better position, um, even in the shorter term. But to just understand where you're going to take your money from and having a plan, I could just see the contentment in the clients and saying, oh, I've got that income plan. I'm I'm going to be OK, Bruce. <clears throat> yeah. And, and again, I know I've already said this, but there's so many, we talk all the time about the value added that advisors bring to the table. And I think the world overall, and maybe we add to this, maybe we're partly uh, responsible for this, but they evaluate based on return on investment. ABC gave me 8% and XYZ gave me 7%, so ABC is better. But what else did ABC do? Did they save you dollars in taxes? Did they do forecasting for you? Did they help you determine when and how to take Social Security, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? The, uh, evaluating somebody's value add is so much more than just return on investment. And again, if you lower their taxes, that's going to enhance your, your net, net return on investment. And I, I think the vast, vast majority of our clients, Peg, end up paying less in taxes over their lifetime because of the work we do together than they would have paid if they had not utilized their service. So let's see if we can squeeze in a text or a call or two. I know we're, we're late, but we have time for a couple, I think. All right, 651-461-9226. A question from a texter. Long-term care question. Pretty sure you both believe these are good plans to have, but our premium increases just seem to be out of control. 15%. Uh, just trying to determine if the plans make sense. Considering cashing out and self-funding um, with you at a minimum of the percentage we would pay. Your thoughts on that? Boy, thank you, Susie. That's a great question. Peg, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I'm personally feeling it. Um, <laughs> I, yep, you I know, I, I own, <laughs> yeah, Bruce is too. I, I own long-term care. I've had it for, um, boy, it's, it's 18 years now already, and I am getting the increases too. But here's, we have a long-term care specialist at Wealth Enhancement, um, Pam Krejci, and she, God love her, is helping us with clients that are calling in, what should I do? Now, what's interesting is, is a lot of these plans are offering you choices if you would like to reduce, you know, your features and benefits. If you reduce, let's say, the number of years that they will uh, take care of you or pay out this money. Um, I've got, you know, 80-year-olds that are saying, okay, this, this is not working in my budget anymore. 
what should I do? One option is drop to maybe a three-year plan versus a lifetime plan. Some of these plans that we endorsed, you know, decades ago are lifetime plans. So the long-term care companies are trying to uh, reduce their liability on those. The other thing is, is you can, uh, and they give you three or four different options. You want three years, you want four years, you want five years. And then the other thing you can do is if indeed you get to the point that you want to cash it out, some companies are giving you all the money that you paid in so far and returning it to you. So that's an option if you believe. Um, but I here's my personal opinion is if you paid in this long, the features and benefits of the plan that you own are so superior to what you could buy today. So we take this question very seriously. I don't want people to drop plans and then a year from now kick themselves that they did that. Um, and so uh, an analysis has to be done. You either call the carrier and ask for all your options because I, I know the packet that you get in the mail is quite complicated. And, you know, how do you plug in your situation into those papers and like what's the best for you? They do have qualified people at the um, insurance companies, although when you call the insurance company, they are not going to say, take plan B. They, they don't know you well enough to say, take plan B. They're just going to make sure that you understand all the options that you have. Bruce? Yeah, just I'll add to that really quickly, and that's a great answer, and this is probably all we're going to have time for today. Um, to just drop it might be a mistake. Now, it may get to the point where it's just not affordable. You do have to drop it. And Peg talked about some of the things you might be able to do if you drop it. But before you just drop it, make sure you do your due diligence and analyze your options. And if you're not sure how to do that on your own, again, Wealth Enhancement can do that for you. There's no cost. There's no obligation. We'll get Pam involved. Pam doesn't have a dog in the fight or skin in the game, but she's a specialist in long-term care and she can tell you what your options are so you can make a fully informed decision it's worth your time to at least do that much before you just drop it but peg i do empathize and sympathize with people that acquired long-term care the premium was affordable they understood when they when they got it why they got it and then to see the cost go up as much as it has uh, and you and i are not immune from it either um, and we're fortunately able to to maintain the policy, but some people can't. It becomes cost prohibitive. And that I do empathize, but I would also say, last note, if you're getting long-term care today, that's less likely to happen in the future because a lot of these premium increases were based on them not understanding their full liability exposure. Today, they understand it better. I hear right. the music, Susie. I think <laughs> Thanks, guys. Happy Easter, everyone. If you did not get your question answered, you can go ahead and email them at yourmoneyatwealthenhancement.com, 1-888-6-ADVICE, or your, your wealthenhancement.com.